Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We're taking a long look at the Psalms, Colin, and in particular to see how God reveals his nature to us through the words of these Psalms. Yesterday we looked at Psalms 1 and 2, and uh, perhaps you'd like to introduce today's programme. Yes, we're we're going to find that as we go through the Psalms, um, we'll not only learn much about God, but how we are able to relate to God and how he relates to us. Now in Psalm 3, for example, we read in verse 3, You are a shield around me, O Lord. Now, we saw in Psalm 1 that God watches over us. And uh, here, he is a shield around me, O Lord. You bestow glory on me and lift up my head. Now, this is is really encouraging stuff, isn't it? I mean, the Lord, you see, wants to protect us from all evil. He wants to be a shield of protection around us. Uh, I always find this a tremendously encouraging truth, just to know that every day of my life, I have this wall of protection around me. He keeps me. He guards me. He watches over me. He is a shield around me. And then he bestows glory on me. Uh, we, We shouldn't be afraid of that. You know, Jesus, when he prayed in John 17 for all those who would come become believers in him in the future, he said, I have given them the glory that you gave me. You see, Jesus came to reveal the glory, not not the wrath and anger of God that we deserve. He saved us out of that as we Uh, saw yesterday, in order that we might know his glory and even have his glory on our lives, even have the, the glorified spirit of the risen Christ living in us, the spirit of glory, the spirit of triumph, the spirit of 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 who God really is in his majesty and dominion and power. So I I love to the Psalms, you see, because I I confess these words. I speak these words over my life. Lord, you are a shield around me. You bestow glory on me and you lift up my head. You know, God doesn't want us sort of walking through life with our head bowed, thinking what miserable wretches and failures we are and how awful uh, uh, we are in in the way in which we fail God again and again. He's, He's the one that gets our eyes off of ourselves and onto him. And the more you focus on him, the more actually you will triumph, the more you will overcome. Even in the difficult circumstances, he will lift up your head. So the next verse says, to the Lord I cry aloud, and he answers me from his holy hill. I I just want you to, to understand this about God, you see. He's a shield about you. His glory is resting upon you. He lifts up your head so you don't look at yourself. You're not downcast. You're not focusing on the enemy and what he's trying to do, but you're focusing on the Lord. To him you cry aloud, no matter what your situation, and he answers from his holy hill. It's wonderful, wonderful truth. And so it's as simple as that. If we're feeling defeated, we just cry aloud and the Lord immediately answers. He, he answers. Uh, immediately is, is a difficult word because, um, you know, sometimes 
it, it, it takes a while for the, the purpose of God to be outworked in our lives. There are some answers that we get immediately because we need immediate answers. There's others, the answer to what we say to God is a process through which he takes us. And we just need to keep faith with him so that we go through that process. Um, an extreme example of that is with Abraham. God gave Abraham promised that uh, he was going to be the father, a, a father, he was going to have a son. And eventually Isaac was born, but it was only 25 years after the promise was first given that, I, that he actually um, had this son, Isaac. Uh, and, you know, during those 25 years, he got older, um, Sarah was getting older and older. It became more and more unlikely, more and more of a miracle that would have to take place. But once God has said he's going to do something, he's going to do it. So, yes, some things we cry out to the Lord and we get immediate answer. Others, when we're crying out to see promises fulfilled, are going to require him taking us through a process. And we just keep faith with God. We keep our eyes focused on him. We don't give up. We don't despair. We just keep on. Yesterday, we realized, Colin, that we all have a choice in this matter. We can choose whether or not we want God to be our shield or whether or not we want him to bestow glory on our head. It's always up to us. Well, it's up to us in the sense that, yes, we make the choice. God will never force himself upon us. He'll never force his will upon us. He'll never make us do what he wants. Um, but he, he is the Lord who who wants to lead us in the way in which he wants us to go. And, of course, he lives in us now by the power of the Holy Spirit to enable us. Uh, David and the other psalmists, they didn't have the Holy Spirit living in them in the way that we do. And yet, you see, Psalm 4 begins, Answer me when I call to you, O my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. Be merciful to me and hear my prayer. I think that's the kind of... of um, sense that a lot of us have when, when we pray. Yes, we know the Lord when we cry aloud, the Lord is able to answer us from his holy hill and to answer us immediately and to work in our lives immediately. But sometimes it doesn't happen immediately, as I've been explaining. And that's when we, we say, oh, Lord, right in this middle, give me, give me relief from my distress. Be merciful. Hear my prayer. Now, actually, he has heard us, and he is answering us, and he is working out that plan and purpose in our lives. Uh, and um, uh, so it says in verse 3 of Psalm 4, know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call to him. And that's the point. You know, he watches over the righteous, and he's called us to be a godly people, a, a people that fear him, a people in, in whom he lives, a people who, who live in unity and in harmony with him. We want his will. We care about him. Just as he loves us, so we love him, and we want to see his plan and purpose for our lives fulfilled. And so, you see, within that context, God is, is going to hear us. God is going to answer us. He, he has literally set us apart for himself. We are a people that he has chosen, he has called, he has made us his own. We belong to him. It's just such a wonderful, wonderful sense of relief to know that he not only loves you, but he accepts you. You are his. He's watching over you, he's caring for you, and he's hearing you, and he's answering you, and he's taking you through whatever process is necessary so that his best will for your life can be fulfilled. 
Some people say, well, how could God love me this much? I just don't deserve it. But this is God's heart, isn't it, Colin? Yeah, this, this is what you're is, saying. This is his grace. Of course, none of us deserve anything from God. So, uh, I mean, all of us are in the same boat as far as that's concerned. It doesn't matter even if we are walking in the righteousness of God and seeking to live godly lives. That doesn't earn us anything. It, it, it just puts us in the place where it's easier to receive from him. But even what we receive is a work of God's grace. Everything that God does, everything that he communicates to us is, is a work of his grace. But you see, if we look on Psalm 5, verse 4, you are not a God who takes pleasure in evil. With you, the wicked cannot dwell. So, you know, God wants us to live an uncompromising lifestyle. He doesn't want us He doesn't want us to compromise with the world, with evil, with the standards of this world. He wants us to walk in integrity and righteousness and truth. Uh, the psalm goes on and says, "The arrogant cannot stand in your presence. You hate all who do wrong. You destroy those who tell lies, bloodthirsty and deceitful men the Lord abhors. Now, this this just shows what God does apart from mercy. Praise God that because of the blood of Jesus, we have the mercy of God, that, that he gives us time to repent. But what we understand from scriptures like this is that Jesus really does, God really does hate sin. He hates sin. This is the revelation of scripture. Sin is not just something that's unfortunate, something that that um, we need to be forgiven for. God hates sin. He hates anything that is opposed to his will and to his purpose. Um, now, fortunately, we, we, we don't all get destroyed because we have told lies, because there's the blood of Jesus. But let, let us be absolutely clear, you see, apart from that blood, there is condemnation. There is judgment. That's why it is so essential for people to be saved out of the distress that they're in, saved out of their sins, saved out of the devil's influence and control in their lives, saved out of uh, wickedness and, and uh, all the negatives that are such a bondage to people's lives. And, and to recognize that we have been saved for God, for his plans and for his purposes to be outworked in our lives. So the psalmist says in, in verse 8, Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make straight your way before me. This is what God wants to do. He wants to lead us in righteousness. And, you know, when, when he does that, our enemies may come against us, but they cannot prevail against us. Those who oppose the truth will oppose the truth, but they cannot take the truth away from us. If we hold fast to the truth with an honest and good heart, we will all bear abundant fruit for God. We will fulfill the plan and purpose, the destiny that he has for us. None can rob us of that if we hold fast to Jesus. But for those who do not walk in righteousness, well, the scripture is very clear. There is a fearful and awful judgment that will have to be faced. So we can praise God for the blood of Jesus that washes away our sins, that cleanses us from all unrighteousness, that makes us righteous in God's sight. We can thank him for the precious gift of the Holy Spirit who lives in us to enable us to walk in fellowship and in love with him in the ways that he desires. 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 